0: So just to, um, for our visitors who are here with us, this is the portion of the service that we um, bring a short teaching. Uh, we call it the Darash. Um, so we, we here have this value of, of um, mining the deep heritage in the Christian Uh, heritage as well as the Jewish heritage. And as part of the Jewish heritage, we like to, uh, along with the reading cycles um, known in the Jewish community, we read the Torah portions, uh, we read a portion from the uh, prophetic readings, and then as a Messianic community, we also add uh, New Covenant material from from the Gospels, including Acts. So um, as you would know, I just want to pick up from where... Um, Chris left off last week. I felt like... I think I'm going to go there. <laughs> so Chris left off by saying we need to have this radical obedience. And um, I don't know if you've noticed the scripture uh, passage. It's actually from next week's passage that, that, uh, that I kind of uh, borrowed, if you will. But it said, like, to him belongs the obedience of the peoples. Right? So... Part of Yeshua's inheritance is actually obedience. And we, as we come into covenant relationship with the Lord, and we um, give our allegiance to him, uh, we get to enter into that reality, right? We, we long and desire to be obedient to Yeshua and the teaching, his teachings, the Torah and his teachings. So to kind of give an overview... Um, from this big storyline. So we're in the middle of the storyline of Joseph. And Joseph, uh, Joseph's story cannot be seen apart from the storyline of what God is trying to do. God's sovereign land, uh, purpose to protect and to preserve the Jewish people, right? There's this huge famine that's coming in into the land, and, and Joseph is the second person in command in Egypt, and we are progressing in the storyline where uh, Jacob and his family are now going to Egypt to be uh, protected and preserved um, through this, this amazing story of Joseph, right? This, this man who has suffered and yet has risen up for this particular time in, in, in time. So in this story of, of redemption, um, we need to follow along with the line, what was God doing? So we need to go back to Genesis 3. In Genesis 3, God promised a seed to the, that would come from the woman that would crush the head of the serpent, right? Right? And we trace that seed. So the seed is going from Genesis three. We have the, the story of Abraham. It's, it's going to transfer to the time of Noah. And then we have King David, the covenants uh, that God made with, with David, and that his throne would be an everlasting that his throne would be forever. And then in Matthew uh, chapter one, we have the genealogy of Yeshua, which tells us and traces, Back to Yeshua being the son of Judah, the Lion of Judah, right? And in this whole storyline in in, in uh, Genesis, we see chapter thirty-eight with this kind of this awkward, weird um, chapter that's right in the middle. It talks about you know Judah and uh, and just this muddy. Unsanctified, and yet God was sovereign in his plan to, to, to bring about that seed, which comes through Perez, which is my son's name. <laughs> um, so Perez is also in the descendant line of Yeshua. So this is just kind of an overview, but I want to talk about character. So we see Judah, who is a man uh, where God had this sovereign plan and purpose for him, to bring about the Messiah through his lines, right? And yet we look at the story of Judah and his character, and we see a man almost like any of us would be, right? It's a man who was sinful, and his character over time grew. And, I mean, Judah was the one that, that proposed to sell um, Joseph into slavery, right? Like, there's many things that he, he committed adultery with, with Tamar, his, his daughter-in-law, um, thinking that she was a, a prostitute. And, and yet, like, there was just lots of just muddy things within his character. And yet, we notice now, right, this healing happening in his character where now we're in the scene uh, right in front of Joseph. And he is now actually willing to give his life on behalf of Benjamin. He wants to preserve Benjamin's life because he doesn't want to see his dad going into so much grief. So this span of time, I mean, it would have been, what, 30-somewhat years that, that Judah's character kind of grew. I mean, he lost sons in the middle and... And, and, you, and we just see his character being molded and shaped to where at the point where, at the, you know, the, the, the points in time where his character wasn't there enough and he was sinning in his character, at this point he was actually willing to give his life for his brother. So that, as I was kind of thinking about that, I, I said, Lord, what do you want to say to our congregation about growth of character? How do we grow in transformation of character? right? Um, And I think one of the things that Chris said kind of stuck out, right? This radical obedience to the Lord. But I want to build a little bit on that as well, which is we need to have, um, like our characters need to be, um, here let me pull it up real quick. Yeah, so the refinement of our characters has to Uh, have this essence of teachability so the word that i had for us this morning is in order to grow in transformation of character we need to grow in teachability but for someone to be teachable you need to be humble right which Yeshua ex- expresses in his ministry, and this is actually a, a promise, in a, a promise in the new covenant that we have in Yeshua. This growth into the character of Yeshua—that's a promise that we have. So, meaning, uh, in order to be humble, we don't have to strive on our own to be humble. It's actually part of the promise. So we can actually uh, just lean into the Holy Spirit for humility to walk out this really important um, aspect of being teachable in order to go, grow in character. That's not the only uh, way that we grow in character, but teachability is one, I, I think, in my opinion, is one of the greatest ways to be um, growing in character. So we have radical obedience and radical um, radical growth in in being teachable and being humble. If we're not humble, we're 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 always gonna be puffed up in our own understanding, and we're always going to justify the the things in our character the ways that we communicate with people the ways that we sin against our neighbor even without knowing we're not able we are bl- we have blind spots in that area if we're not exercising yeshua's humility towards being teachable but being teachable is not something we have to strive on our own because it's part of the promise of the new covenant the lord actually enables us through his ruach to be teachable so we need to see that as part of the promise that, that we have, that the Lord actually enables us and strengthens us to be teachable. Some uh, time ago, I talked about um, uprooting stubbornness, right? So there's this continuity in terms of removing stubbornness but being teachable, right? Stubbornness is, is also rooted in pride and arrogance and um, can, can have a blind spot in our, in our views of how we uh, see the scriptures and how we see scriptures being manifested in our, in our uh, day-to-day lives with one another, right? It's love God and love your neighbor. And usually uh, we're just the holiest person and you know, we do really well with the upward, but sometimes we kind of fail in the loving the neighbor side. And, and, and that's why we need community, right? We need community because in the home group context or in the uh, friendship context or in, in, in personal relationships as we're talking to one another and spurring one another on to good deeds, this is where teachable, being teachable is going to be tested. D- did you know that that at the moment of testing, that Judah was able to perform at the moment of testing because over 30 somewhat years he developed a character that when he was before Joseph, he was able to say, No, take me instead. It doesn't just come automatically. It's something that has to be raised, uh, fla- it has to be nourished, it has to be grown, but we don't have to do it on our own. We have community, we have the gift of the Holy Spirit and the promise in the new covenant itself, and all of heaven backing us up to grow in teachability. So I wanna, I wanna, Just leave us with a question. Are we teachable? Are we teachable? Shabbat shalom.